What is up, everyone? Welcome into More Important Issues. It's South Carolina week. Dark mode is activated. We'll be wearing the black jerseys tomorrow. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about um, in a short amount it. of time. Or what I say? To, I guess you get, you're one day ahead. You're excited. You're fired up. It's I okay. Feel like it's Friday. That's unfortunate. Oh, oh, um, unfortunate. I'd be on my yeah. way to the beach right now, though, so I wouldn't be with you. Um, which I mean, I like hanging out with you, even over restream. But I would rather be on my way to the beach at least. Yeah. I feel that. Well, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about in a short amount of time. Um, Talking about South Carolina, obviously the black jerseys. um, Honoring Al Wilson, I'm already doing that with wearing the number 27. And then uh, we got our players to watch. We got some picks for you guys, and then we'll get into our segments. Ready or not, here we come. Let's get it. Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Woo-hoo. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, get to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, October 7th. Landon mentioned it. It is the uh, dark mode week. Tennessee wearing the new. The improved black uniforms versus South Carolina. Noon kickoff. I know it's not ideal for a, a blackout. You can still you can still blackout if you want. You can choose your interpretation of the blackout, but you could still do it. I believe in you. But it's uh, I mean, hey, the guys are excited for it. I think I think the helmet might be my favorite part. Um, the black pants with the, the stripe. They really they do a great job there. But I mean it. All in all, I think I, this isn't like I'm not knocking the black jersey specifically. I don't think black as a single color for Tennessee is just a great look, but I think as far as making it look best as possible, like I think it's a good looking jersey. Yeah, I, I like it. They uh, exceeded my expectations, especially the helmet. That's why I think it's it might be one of your favorite parts, just because like. When you found out it wasn't going to be a black helmet, you're like, "Oh God, what's that going to look?" Like? I think I think I like the white better than I would the black. Oh really? I think I do because I mean I've seen what you I imagine too much black. Not necessarily that. I just don't think Tennessee's orange looks excellent with black. Like a dash of black, like a black outline stuff like that. Like the helmet, I think looks really good. I just think Tennessee's orange doesn't look phenomenal on black. Like I don't want to buy a black jersey, for example. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where I'm at too. I'm I'm not gonna buy one of those jerseys, um, especially like unless we win in it. You know, maybe then, <laughs> then I'll change my mind. Like yeah, that. I like that. Yeah, but uh, we got to win in it first before I'm dropping a hundred dollars on a on an alternate <laughs> uniform. I'll say that. 
fair. And, and I mean, the fact that the players are pumped up for him, I mean, at the end of the day, that's all that really matters um, that the players like him. Josh, and Josh Heupel mentioned that, um, you know, this is one thing, not necessarily black jerseys, but alternate jerseys is one thing that was, you know, that, I mean, the fact that it was even mentioned in the, in the first meeting, I feel like it says something about how much players value that stuff. And I think right. you can do really, as far as like Tennessee never wearing orange and white again, like blah, blah, blah. As I don't, I don't like if Tennessee comes out with like a, an off color orange, like that would be dumb in my opinion, but going with black, going with smoky gray, mixing up those kind of, you know, those looks, I think looks fantastic. And I don't think it takes away from the traditions that are Tennessee football at all. And in, in fact, I think it, it potentially expands into a, into a new tradition. Tennessee's always going to be checkerboard and it's, it's it, like nothing's going to take that away. And you can, you can appreciate both. You know me, you know how much I value Tennessee's traditions and, and I'm, I'm not putting myself above anyone. Cause I certainly don't think it, but like I have a very, very heavy appreciation for Tennessee traditions. And I certainly don't think this strays away from any of them. No, and I think it's cool that you're doing it for the South Carolina game. Yeah, maybe it on a noon start is that's probably not ideal. Um, but I think Austin Price had a really good take that, you know, Tennessee has always kind of done these kind of things and it's maybe cursed the jersey or or people have said the jersey's cursed because they aren't winning or you know, they do the checkerboards uh, or the checker kneeling um and it's games that are either toss-ups or, or games that we're not favored in and um yeah it's just like i want to do it for a game that you can win number one and also I, don't want to do a tribute to lane kiffin i don't think we i don't even do that. i don't even know if it's more about like games you can necessarily win as much as it's about like it feels better when it doesn't feel like a gimmick because like you can't tell me it's a gimmick when you're talking you know your 10 point favorite mm-hmm yeah. So it's like it feels better that it like I don't think the checker checker Nealon stuff is gimmicky, but it feels gimmicky when you only do it for like a game that you're heavily on you know an underdog in. Yeah, right. Like that feels very gimmicky to me. This one obviously you're it, it can't be defined as a gimmick. It's yeah, a, it's like you're trying to find a reason to pump up the players, and that's they should already be. Yeah, if they're not, the players, yeah, if they're not fired, if they're not fired up to go play, you know, uh, I don't know what Oklahoma was in fifteen. If they need fans like to be dressed in a certain color to get fired up it, that that's only going to last a few minutes i'm not saying it did or didn't whatever i'm just saying if that's what it takes then they weren't they weren't going to be prepared for that game anyway so yeah it feels better when it's like i don't even like like i i see the point of like a team you should beat blah, 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 but I, I just like that it doesn't feel gimmicky i, I like that yeah it feels and like you're introducing also did, i did want to do it for lane kiffin i feel like he would even though it's probably not it would definitely feel like it's yeah. Paying tribute to him because he's the one that brought out the the jerseys against South Carolina in two thousand nine, and, and he would have some comment for it pregame. Uh, like, oh yeah, I think a lot of people have this feeling that the Alabama game shut him up with the popcorn. If you think so, you don't know Lane Giffen. Um, he's 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 put his foot in his mouth a couple times in his life, and it hadn't stopped him yet. So he'll have a good he'll have a good jab for Tennessee fans week of maybe even day of game. Don't worry, it'll be there. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, and I think like. If you're doing the the black jerseys, the night game, Ole Miss, that's a ranked opponent, I feel like the South Carolina game is kind of a trap game, right? Do you, do you feel the same way? So I feel South like Carolina. this gives this gives Tennessee a reason to get up for this game and not look past to Ole Miss. Yeah, maybe. I, I feel like because of last week's win, like the way you won, uh, you know, everyone's kind of like, oh, maybe Ole Miss. I feel like South Carolina became a trap game. 
um, in that sense. Because I – yeah, and we'll get into this when we talk sure. South Carolina. Maybe this kind of parlays it into it. I think South Carolina is going to be a tough team to beat because they're going to be – I mean, they're going to be a tough team to score on. If we were sitting here talking about their offense was okay, their defense is trash, well, then what Tennessee's offense has the ability to do, I feel a lot more confident in saying, like, take the 11 points. But now we're looking at Tennessee has to find ways to, to score against a pretty good defense – South Carolina's offense should not present many problems for you. So, like, in that sense of how Tennessee and South Carolina match up, um, what occurred last week, what's going to occur next week, yeah, I think this game became a trap game. And especially when you're talking about betting lines, I think it's a trap game. But I think Tennessee's really going to have to – because South Carolina's not good. I said they should beat them at the beginning of the year. But Tennessee's going to have to play a good football game if you're going to sit here and talk about a win. I mean, that's just the bottom – it is the SEC. Um I know they're playing a graduate assistant at quarterback. It feels like Tennessee almost needs to roll out like a pick up a high schooler on the way, on the way to the stadium to even things out. Um, but <laughs> it's still going to require a, a good showing from the Vols. It's, it's not going to be a, this isn't a Tennessee tech game. Yeah. I think the biggest question mark for me going into this game is can Tennessee duplicate what they did last week? Um, Cause Tennessee has yet to win two games in a row. Uh, so far the season so this is definitely a game that you need to win if that if your goal is a bowl game um, which you know we can talk about the investigation and everything like that at a different date but uh if, if your goal is to make it to a bowl game I think this this game is an absolute half to win uh, for sure I mean I, I began the season I know a lot of people thought I was crazy for it I was like I really kind of think your ceiling to floor is really close together Ceiling or floors five and seven, ceilings six and six. At this current moment, I still feel that way. You go beat South Carolina, that obviously changes. But if you don't beat South Carolina, show me the six win. Yeah. So it's for sure six win. Right. Yeah, I guess that's the key. I'm sorry. I'm having to plug my laptop up. Um, You know, you're going against a team that you beat last year and then you end up going three and seven. They've somehow gotten worse. Um, so I mean, they're just not—they're not a good football team. You look at—they—they they blew out Eastern Illinois to begin the season. They did have a good outing against um, Kentucky, but they only scored ten points in that game. They kicked a game-winning field goal against ECU. They held off Troy. They should have scored a defensive touchdown and put that game away, but they couldn't even do that right. Um, so yeah, South Carolina is just not a good football team. They're averaging 22.4 points per game. They have one rushing touchdown on the year. And we're talking about a guy in Kevin Harris. I, I don't think he's their leading back. Up to the, I, I think he's leading in carries, but probably not yards. Um, but he was one of the best running backs in the SEC last year. And mm-hmm. for him to just not have the year that, that we expected – I think a lot of it probably has to do with that offensive line. And, you know, they've given up 12 sacks. I mentioned the one rushing touchdown. I don't think Tennessee's offensive line has just played incredible, but they have 15 rushing touchdowns so far. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. Well, I and, mean, and, I mean, you talk about matchup. South Carolina's best part of their game, which isn't all that great, is their run game. And Tennessee's defense has been really good against the run, especially when you look at last week. Again, like matchup wise, matchup wise for Tennessee's defense, I love this game. Like, should not be a problem at all. It, it's on the other side of the ball that I think are a lot of left. Um, it's not like South Carolina's defense is just flat out better than Tennessee's offense. It's just question marks. Fair, in my opinion, fair question marks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that with uh, who's there? Satterfield is their offense coordinator. He, he's been at Temple and Baylor with Matt Rule. Um, so that they, they always want to push the ball down the field. Luke Doty is, you know, this is first year starting um, after Zeb, whatever, went down with an injury, the uh, 45-year-old quarterback that they had. Um, and he is pretty athletic. He played receiver last year, so I think that's going to be a challenge for Tennessee. They weren't able to do it against Emory Jones at Florida, so can they get pressure? Can they keep him in the pocket, avoid him from making plays down the field with, with busted coverage, just extending plays? Um, I think this is a big challenge for Byron Young, Tyler Barron, Roman Harrison, Jaquan Blakely, those ends to have contained and obviously uh, make things difficult for him. Because I think if you start, you get things going early. I know last week uh, Jeremy Banks had a sack pretty early in that game, um, forced a three and out. If that defense can start off the way that they did last last week, offense goes down and does what they do and uh, goes down and scores a touchdown, I think it's if you can get to that 30-point thresh mark, I feel really good about Tennessee's chances because I just don't think South Carolina can score 30 points. I, I that's a fair point. And I think Tennessee's, honestly, when you're looking at kind of rolling over what you did last week and answering some of those question marks, Tennessee should probably score more than 30. Um, and I think a big thing, too, that has kind of gotten overlooked and just how good Tennessee looked for four quarters is how – like how quickly Tennessee jumped on Missouri's throats. Like it's so hard. It is so hard to bounce back from that deficit in the first quarter. Like even if like even if Mizzou had it in them, you you made it really tough by jumping on them early. If you do that with any team, you make it you make it really difficult. No matter what they're, you know what they kind of look like in the second half. I mean, I feel like Ole Miss and uh, Alabama are a great example of that. Like Ole Miss has the offensive weapons, mm-hmm. um, but. Alabama goes into the half 28 nothing. That's a deficit Old Miss isn't going to be able to overcome, no matter what they come out throwing, no matter if the popcorn made it in the microwave at halftime. That it, it doesn't matter at that point. So, I mean, get, getting out to a fast start's obviously really, really important. I don't think it's as important against the South Carolina team, but if you want to talk about um, having no worries going in, going into the third and fourth quarter, um, I mean, no worries if you jump on this team fast because they don't have the offensive firepower to even sniff a comeback. No. And, and I think they're, uh, you mentioned offensive firepower. They're 13th in the SEC in total offense. In most of the categories, they're right above Vanderbilt um, at that 13th mark. So, yeah, this offense is just struggling. Shane Beamer does not look great. You've seen kind of his rants on his press conferences. Um, he is a former Tennessee GA. I learned that wow, today. I did not I didn't um, know that. What so, year? Uh, you know? Under Fulmer, and I think he has a master's degree from from Tennessee. Oh, so volunteer. I, it's not being talked about enough. We've got a VFL. VFL yeah. yeah, so – We so need to hype that Lane, up more. Yeah, like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> like next week, don't even talk about a homecoming for Lane Kiffin. Like, guys, this is Shane Beamer's homecoming. Like, this is, is his game. Yeah. He, he, he was here for a year and, and um, left in the middle of the night. Uh, I mean, this is a big game for, for Shane Beamer. I mean, if – he kind of wants to stick it to Tennessee fans that didn't even know he coached or was a grad assistant here. Yeah. Yeah. He just, I don't know. He's, he seems like a really weird dude. And do you think it's kind of, it just feels like a tech fan. You've got to be, it feels like a Dooley hire to me. I don't know anything about Shane Beamer. So I'll have to agree with that statement. (laughs) I mean, like I had to Google him too. And that's when I learned that he was a GA at Tennessee. Uh, I think, 
2001 to 2003 or something like that. And then um, – I'm going to pull it up right now because I, I – mean, his dad's obviously closer. Frank Beamer, so that's why it yeah. feels like a duly hire to me. It's like you've kind of got jobs because of your last name. Well, yeah, I mean, the only job I knew he had was the Oklahoma assistant head coach, whatever that is. And so, yeah, that's – uh, and tight ends. Tight ends. tight ends. That's right. But I, that's the only – I mean, I assumed he did coach at Tech at one point. Um, yeah, he was a GA at Tennessee 2001 and 2003. He was here for a couple years. This is a homecoming, folks. Do yeah. not overlook Shane Beamer just wanting to ride into Knoxville. That's just like he, how he left four, in the baby. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, he hasn't held any major – like he hadn't been a coordinator, which, I mean, you see it doesn't have to be that way with – I mean, Pittman's a great example. You don't have to be a coordinator. I mean, I know that's mm-hmm. most routes nowadays, but it's just, I mean, it's not the, it's not the, I guess, you know, it's a, you don't have to do that. But I mean, he hadn't really had any big jobs. So, you know, maybe it feels like a little bit of a duly hire. Right. I don't know how he comes up on your search, but I got to imagine his last name helps. And I just don't like South Carolina. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just been close to that, like every time, like we've that played big them. Talk, man. Yeah, yeah, it's like how big of an asshat do you look when you like spend a million dollars and put a big cock in the middle of your campus just to be good at women's oh, basketball? Not not even at their camp on their campus. Their stadium's not on their campus. I, I guess it could technically be, but it's a long walk from campus. I know that. Yeah, and just to be good at women's basketball. You're not good at basketball, football, baseball. I mean Hey, they I, had a nice run in baseball, didn't they? Like two thousand twelve. Yeah, a couple years ago. They're not good anymore. It was the it was the big like they jinxed themselves putting a big cock right next to your stadium, spending a million dollars on that, and then well, I mean look at their priorities. They go and get a like a guy who failed in the SEC East at a way better situation. Like no, what yeah. what makes you think like I'm not I'm not talking about Spurrier obviously. What makes you think that's going to work out? I don't understand that thought process. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Don't get it. Well, teach their own. Um, and then all the talk, I mean, all the talk's been about their offense scoring 13 points on Georgia. I don't know if that's jokes from there. Like, that's a joke I would make if Tennessee scored 13 on Georgia earlier this year. Like, I mean, we scored 13 points on the best defense in the league. Um, they've said that. But, I mean, seven of them came in the fourth quarter. I didn't watch that game. I don't know this. Like, I don't know the context around it. But I got to imagine if a team's up 40 to six and you score seven in the fourth quarter, their first team defense probably wasn't out on the field. Right. Yeah, let's see. It was two field goals that they scored in the first quarter. That's what I thought. Uh, and so their touchdown came in the fourth. Again, don't, I don't, I didn't watch the game, so I don't exactly know the context. But in the context of college football, I'm pretty confident there were not starters on the field at that point. Yeah, I mean, JT Daniels had 303 passing yards. Um, yeah, they're, they're just not good. They do have a pretty decent defense, a lot better defense than Missouri had, um, at least so we've heard. <laughs> Maybe they'll surprise you. but uh, Kentucky's yeah. offense did score 35 on Missouri. I like. I feel like I forgot that when I was like, oh, we'll see what their defense – I mean, we knew their defense would give up a lot. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's offense does not have the ability to score a lot of points, and they scored 35, so. Right. But yeah, they're, they're six in total defense in the SEC. They do lead the SEC in picks with nine. I think Jalen Foster, um, one of their DBs, actually leads them in tackles, which probably isn't ideal. And he um, leads them in picks with four. So you, you never want the secondary leading in tackles. I think we yeah. talked about that last week with Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's a little different if 
Theo Jackson is leading in tackles because he does play in the box a lot, which I don't know who <laughs> our leading tackler is. Um, well, was it Theo going into Missouri? It might have been. It probably was. It probably was. We could have been making fun of Missouri's defense, though, for sure. I don't know who's who we were talking about. but Like butter. <laughs> Um, I, I, w- let's talk about some players to watch. I think this one's kind of – I feel like you had a coming-out party for several guys last week. Um, so, I don't I don't know if there's – like, do you have any – first, I guess, do you have any new guys on the radar that you're like, all right, they, they've really got a chance this week, matchups are right, or do you think Tennessee is going to try to hit on those guys that they they found success in last week? Um, yeah, I think it's a lot of the same. I think – you know, Hendon Hooker is obviously going to have a huge impact in this game, um, and he should with his running ability. I think that just gives Tennessee a different um, dynamic in this offense. But it got to me one of my bold predictions. Uh, I had two. I had one last week that Tyon Evans was going to have two touchdowns over 100 yards. Um, he did that in the first quarter, so it made me look good. <laughs> and then uh, Javante Payton is mine this week. He's had a okay. touchdown in the last three games. I think he gets another one in against South Carolina. So make that four in a row for Javante Payton. I uh, the Javante Payton one. I think I'm, I'm curious to see if they kind of try to go to him more. Another one I'm interested to see. This isn't a new one, um, but it was Mitch on the broadcast that Golish said they were they hope to get Cedric Tillman at least 10, t- 10 targets, ten touches, or whatever. However he phrased it, I'm curious to see if that was like. I mean, it, it seems that they've been trying to go to him a lot this year. Like he's, he's been targeted a lot. Uh, plays have been designed to go his way clearly. So I'm wondering though, if, if that's, you know, was last week to get him that many, was it a matchup thing? Will it be someone else this week? I'm kind of curious to see if Cedric Tillman's still kind of the go-to guy. Obviously it's going to be Bayless Jones They're I mean, speed kills. They want to get him the ball and they, right. they moved him to get him the ball last week. Um, had him, you know, so I, I think Bayless Jones will be an easy candidate to, to see, this game and what kind of occurs, but uh, Tillman's interesting. Javante Payton, I thought they would, I mean, I tweeted it. I said, I didn't think that'd be the last time you'd hear it today. I thought they'd try to keep going to him. I mean, he had, I think he had three touches, three catches. Payton. Yeah. He had one catch and it was, he just had the one catch. Okay. He may have been targeted a few more times, but I mean, they obviously didn't just keep going to him. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if they do because, again, speed kills. He he has the ability to, to get even with the defender, and when you're even, you're leaving. You're leaving. So I, I think he, he's, a, he's a little bit different animal than Cedric Tillman when it comes to that. Yeah, and then Valus Jones is an, another guy that uh, they got the football in his hands, and, and he did a lot with it. Um, really good on special teams as well. I want to see him get the ball more. Um, you know, just throw it out to him. Put him in the slot, throw it out to him, let him make some guys miss, um, and see what he can do. I, I think he's a, definitely a dynamic option in this offense that, you know, now that he seems to be healthier, um, should be utilized a lot more. And I think he had, like, what, seven catches last week? So, um, yeah, I, I say more, but I, I, I want to see him get the ball, like, in space a lot more. Yeah, I think – and I don't know – they didn't expand on why they weren't able to get the ball to him on the outside. I think getting him into – open space is going to is presented itself as a harder task than maybe they originally presumed. Um, but I mean, they, the willingness to just move him elsewhere to get him the ball, I think is good. I mean that, cause you're not all, I mean, nothing against Hendon hooker, but I mean, his arms, not his best attribute. 
And so getting the, getting the ball to the guys outside the hashes, which already isn't easy, um, is maybe harder for someone who, who doesn't have the arm um, that maybe Joe Milton does. And uh, so I, I think just bringing him to the slot, maybe not, you know, maybe he's going to have to make some more plays, make some guys miss, but if just getting the ball in his hands is I think the first factor. Yep. And then obviously Tyon Evans is another guy. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Who it's, it's still listed as or is Tyon Evans. Is he, is, is he the number one back officially now? He's, he's gotta be the guy. I mean, he's he, gotta be, he, he's the most, he's the biggest home run threat you have on this team. Um, he's probably your best player. Um, I thought it like it, it showed last week. He was definitely our best player. Uh, maybe you can make a case for Hendon Hooker as well. Um, but those two guys in the backfield are pretty dangerous. Jabari Small's kind of been banged up with a shoulder injury. Uh, Laneith Whitehead got knocked out of the Missouri game. Jalen Wright is is banged up, so I think it's going to be huge for Tyon Evans um, to really have a big game against this, you know, kind of tough defense in South Carolina. Um, because you don't, you have a, a lot of guys behind you that are banged up, so you're going to be forced to to carry that workload. And you know who's behind him? I think that's a question to to see and 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 watch for. Is it Marcus Pierce? Is it? Do we finally see that that D Beckwith unicorn that we haven't seen up to this point? Who knows? Um, but I think Tyon Evans is definitely your guy to watch, and uh, we'll see kind of how big his workload is on Saturday. You just had to mention D back with it. You had to throw that little one, like, little jab in there. <laughs> yeah. Just mention his name. He's gonna, his name's gonna get some mention around here. Don't worry. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, I'm excited for Tyon Evans. I've been a, been a huge Tyon Evans fan since the get go. That fan club, dude. That huge, fan club, huge going? Evans fan club, huge Evans fan club. Um, I. Where is he at right now? Like how how much is it gonna take to get him to a thousand yards? I mean, I'm how many? He is that three sixty seven? Five games. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be tough because. Well, he could have four hundred yards against Vanderbilt. So. That's true. That's, a good point. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. I did. I feel like your defenses outside of Vanderbilt and South Alabama are just getting better than what you just faced. But he wasn't getting a ton of touches previous weeks. So. I'd love to see him run over Henry Toto. That. I feel like the more likely scenario is Bayless Jones just. Toasting him in coverage, because yeah, I, sure. I talked about it this week. Like someone was like, or, or he takes a screen pass to the house. And yeah, him out. yeah. I mean, because they talked about it. Uh, some people were talking about this or, or on Monday. Like Henry Toto had a tackle for a loss, and like the first thing they said was like the Tennessee transfer. And I'm like, well, of course. And what's funny is, I mean, Henry Toto is really good in in rush defense, pass coverage. Yeah, do they say that about Valus Jones, the USC transfer? Uh, I've well, heard Cade May is the Georgia transfer. I've heard it. I've heard it. I haven't heard the Cade, Cade Mays one. I'm sure that was a storyline when he first started. But how often does he get his name said anyways? So, I mean, we've had a – like, I was just thinking about this. I mean, Hendon Hooker, Virginia Tech, Vilas Jones, USC, Cade May is Georgia, uh, Javante Payton, Mississippi State. I mean, we have a quite a the, bit of – The Hendon Hooker one was mentioned like three times last last week. So No, really? See, yeah, I was in a bar, so I couldn't hear, hear the commentary. a ton of it. Yeah. It was mentioned after a touchdown, I know for sure. Um, I think it was mentioned when they were just discussing him. So, it, it is mentioned. Um, but, yeah, the Henry Toto, someone's like, it stings every time they say it. Like, yeah, it, he would be helping this defense out, that's for sure. People can talk their trash about him, but – and if you want to call him a traitor, I'm with, I'm on board with that. I'll do that. But 
for sure. He's a good, he's a really good at football trader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Defensively, who who you got this week to to keep an eye on? Who who's going to make the big plays? I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to make big plays this week. Yeah, um, I want to see Elante Taylor make a big play. Um, he had the pick against Tennessee Tech. You know, he's had some like maybe where a, a uh, receiver's gotten fumble. behind him a little bit. He he did force a fumble, but I think that guy did get behind him. Um, but that's like a way to make up for it. Um, I, I would like to see him have, have a big game. Josh Van is probably their go-to guy um, at South Carolina. I think he has um, a couple touchdowns and uh, like 343 receiving yards. So that's definitely the guy they want to get the ball to, guy that they feel most comfortable with. So, um, you know, I, I feel like Alante will probably be on his side. So I want to see that man get a pick. Let's get picks. Oh, Don't drop please. them. Oh, anytime you get, please take, please take full advantage. Please, I beg of you. Is Flowers healthy? I, I was gonna. I, I'm. I'm curious. Also, Theo Jackson is Tennessee's leading tackler. So, Oops. yeah, like that Christian Charles one. Oh, how sweet would that have been? It was a tough play, but it, <sighs> it hit him pick in my chest, it. though. Pick it. Pick that's it. A, that's another thing. Is is you know we we talked about when when this defensive line starts getting more pressure on the quarterback, you're going to see Tennessee's secondary have the opportunity to make more plays mm-hmm. last week. I mean, Tim Banks, he dialed up some great blitzes. The defensive line just did a good job of, of putting pressure on Connor Basilak. And you had, I mean, you had Jeremy Banks, big interception. You had a chance there with uh, Charles. I mean, Tennessee's secondary had chances to make plays last week. They did sometimes. I know there was a big breakup over the middle. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. So like, Tennessee's defensive line, obviously, Connor Baselak's not the same kind of quarterback someone like Emory Jones is, but they're not going to face an Emory Jones this week. So I, I think there's going to be opportunities for interceptions. When they get there, make them. I would love to see another Alante Taylor interception um, just because I've, he's not been the greatest in pass coverage, but he's been a, a big anchor for the secondary just in leadership um, really the last two years. And then, I mean, he's been really good in run defense, in my opinion. So getting a, getting a defensive back like Alante Taylor in interception would be great. Another player I have to watch, they're continued build up Jeremy Banks I feel like he's gotten better every game this year um is he still gonna is he gonna be sideline to sideline and still be able to make plays if you get the kind of qual if you get the quality you've had from Jeremy Banks the last two weeks I I feel a lot better about our defense facing some of these offenses down the stretch yeah that's one you can give a special thanks to Jeremy Pruitt for allowing him back on the team um because yeah he's been a huge part of this defense and, and, you know, I totally agree. He's gotten better and better each week. He seems like a, a good lineba- a good linebacker in this league. Um, mm-hmm. Juwan Mitchell, I thought we'd get a lot more from him. We haven't. Aaron Beasley is the guy, the next guy for me. Um, led the team in tackles last, last week and uh, had a couple tackles for loss. You know, I, I just – it seemed like 24 was everywhere. Mm-hmm. last week all over the field um so i want to see more of him continue to to get better and uh you know Jawan mitchell doesn't get back i don't i think he's hurt but if i was gonna ask know, if he was gonna be back this week i don't know i mean every time that he's not in the game it, it seems like sloan page and aaron beasley are getting better and better so um definitely want to get back if you want to hold on to that spot because it looks like those two guys are coming for it Absolutely. And I think we've kind of hit on all the, the big names. Um, I'm sure, you know, I know you mentioned um, 
Byron Young earlier. I, I don't know if you've got to kind of key on one of those linebackers making plays this week, or um, I, I think keep an eye on the middle. So middle of the defensive line is Elijah Simmons. I know he went down. What's the any word on him? Is he good to go? Did he return? I just can't remember. Um, he he did go down. I, I guess he's questionable. Um, because I mean Josh Heupel doesn't really give any updates on on right. players. It seems like Cooper Mays is probably out this week. Um, again, but uh, you know, I think they did they held their own last week in the offensive line. But yeah, as far as Elijah Simmons goes, I do not know. They play so many guys, it's hard to like know who's in there and who's not. Yeah, yeah, the the two guys that uh, they're you're not going to see their name on the stat sheet a lot, but I think have made a a quite a big impact on this defensive line is is Elijah Simmons and Caleb Tremblay. They're not going to make a ton of tackles that you know, they're not going to be in the sack category a lot um, but they've they've done a great job of of making the offense um do something other than just run up the middle um you know there are presence there in the middle of the lot and i think they've done a good job of of getting hands in the face of the the quarterback and again doesn't always relate to doesn't always translate to you know being in the stats but it's the the entire interior line i've been very impressed with this year much more so than the outside right yeah and theo jackson's the next guy for me um I know coming into this season, South Carolina thought they had really good tight ends. They haven't used them a ton up to this point, but uh, Nick Muse is definitely a good tight end in this league. So Theo Jackson um, will probably be on him some of the time. Um, so look for him to have a good game. Tennessee's leading tackler and a guy that, that seems to just make plays um, week in and week out. You mentioned tight ends. I hate to flip back to offense. I don't know if you have anything else for defense. You see another Jacob Warren – Touchdown does what's the, Fant get in the action? What's the uh odds on that? I I would I would take a I want can they give us just a tight end touchdown category? I, I would that take would be, a, that's a good thing. I like that. I would take a tight end to score a touchdown. My question, Princeton fans been targeted a couple times. Does he finally get in the in the checkerboards or is it Jacob Warren? Just keep at first off, how ecstatic are those two guys? Like they've disappeared the last couple of years. And I mean, they have 19 catches between the both of them, almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. Um, that's a far cry from the, the last two years at the tight end position. Oh yeah. I mean, I have no clue how Jim Chaney and Jeremy Pruitt um, recruited tight ends to come here. Um, well, they, that they, they didn't. One's at Ole Miss. That's or true. going to be at Ole Miss. Miles well, so Campbell and um, Trinity Bell, you know, some of those guys that are at the tight end, Julian Nixon, um, maybe they were recruiting them for other positions, but they are now a tight end. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just – it's been a, uh eye-opening experience for both of those guys <laughs> just come in and be like, holy crap, I get the ball now? <laughs> what is this sorcery? Yeah. I like it. All right, I don't think we did score prediction last week. Should we just not do it again? No, we got to do it. No, we won 62-24. I did it like – when I asked the score prediction on our Twitter. Yes, and we'll give it then. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like That's we just fine. shouldn't this week after okay. that. I Until tradition, Landon. All right, respect the traditions. It's, it's officially a tradition now. We'll see what happens next week, and then we'll rework our tradition if we need to. Okay, okay. Good with you? Can, can I ask you this? <laughs> Maybe. Cover or no cover? 
dude, it's so close to the game. Like I'm like Monday, you, you know, I was like, not a chance. I'm Vols covered. Vols covered. Dude, I'm I'm with it. Also, I'm extremely fired up for this week, and it has zero to do with the black jerseys. Again, not that I hate the black jerseys. I think they look great. I'm excited. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, this is just a ploy to get Tennessee fans fired up, and it is a ploy to get Tennessee fans just to worry money. about the game. Yeah, but I am I am fired up for, for Tennessee versus South Carolina. I mean, I know it's a noon game. That sucks. I'm going to be at a bar in South Carolina. I know that last year when I was there, there were a ton of South Carolina fans, so I expect a lot of shit talking, so I'm really going to have to up my game. Like, I'm going to have to start prepping, maybe take some note cards with me with, with trash talk on them. Um, Women's basketball is our best sport. <laughs> well, they were like three and two or two and three against Butch Jones. I feel like that's enough firepower. Like I got that's my note card. I'm gonna take. Yeah. And didn't they like wear shirts to say fire Butch? Yeah. They're trying to fit in with like Florida and Georgia. It's I'm like, like, gosh, you are, why? you have a losing record. In Butch Jones. <laughs> no, that we thought it was weird because they had a winning record against Butch Jones. No, no, no. That's, they wanted to. They had shirts that said "Keep Butch Jones." Okay, that's trying to right, fit in right. with the teams okay. that beat the shit out of us with Butch Jones, but gotcha. they lost consistently to Butch Jones. Yeah. yeah so that's the dumbest thing ever. Very dumb. Very dumb. Um. Yeah, I got balls covered. Balls covered. I like it. It's not a lot. Uh, no, it's not. Let's talk about Al Wilson. Oh, Al Wilson. Forgot to mention that he's doing the vol walk. Oh, is he? Josh Heupel. Yeah. I bet. I bet that's going to be. Is he, is he a is he a hype man? Like, is he gonna have a towel? Maybe pumping up the crowd as he goes like through, or is he just a, a is he just a hand guy? I feel like he's just a, a walk, and you just know who he is. So you're just like, oh my god! I don't know anybody. Like, what what was it like, Al Wilson? If anybody's in the chat from when he was in school, what, what was Al Wilson like in the vol walk? Was he more uh, was he a, a focus for the game type thing, or was he getting the crowd pump kind of guy? And then my question, next question, does it change? now that he's not playing in the game. Like, now is he maybe the fire – I'm getting everybody fired up here. Like, I hope he is. That would be awesome. I love Al Wilson. I love him for a couple of reasons. One, I won't share on the podcast. Maybe he'll come on and we can talk about it together. <laughs> but I won't, I won't share my favorite Al Wilson story on here. I'll, I'll wait. So – um, you know he was recruited to be a running back slash safety. I know that. I, I think I did know that he was supposed to be a safety because I think I know Jalen Reese Maven was, and so I think that was like talked about when. Yeah, when that transition happened. So I think it's gonna be really cool um, if you're able to make it to the game. I highly encourage encourage you to be there. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere, even though it is a noon game. Um, Al Wilson, you got the black jerseys. Um, hopefully Tennessee can win two in a row. This is gonna be it's gonna be a fun weekend. Yeah, I have. Uh, I was trying to pull the stats. So he played in forty two games at Tennessee. Had two hundred and seventy two tackles, twenty seven for a loss, eleven sacks, eight forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, ten pass breakups, and two interceptions. He was a nineteen ninety seven and nineteen ninety eight first team All SEC player and a nineteen ninety eight first team All American. He is obviously a 2021 College Football Hall of Fame inductee. That's all this weekend's about. And most importantly, he is a national champion. Boom. That's all I was waiting for. That's all that matters. Win, baby, win. Just win, baby, win. Win, baby, win. Uh, let's, let's, let's win some money. You're going to try to win some money this week? I'll, I'll run through some of these early college football games. We, we did a Friday night parlay. I haven't checked the, the odds. It may set up nicely for another Friday night parlay. 
I think you're going to have to do – I don't think we can do any straight money lines, though. That's the only – that may be the only issue. But uh, Thursday, tonight, Coastal Carolina at Arkansas State. You guys know what to do. Take the Coastal over. Ride or die or both. Houston and Tulane tonight. I uh, I, put, I sprinkled a little bit on Houston to cover. Tulane's down bad. Houston six and a half I think is a good line. Okay. Not a lock. It's a good line, though. Friday night, if you have any locks to, to stop me, just stop me. I did want to run through these, though, since they're they're happening here in the next little bit. Uh, Friday, Temple, Cincinnati. That line's at 29 and a half. Don't, don't do it. Um, too much. Charlotte and Florida International, and then Stanford and Arizona State. I was going to look at the odds for Stanford or Florida International and Charlotte, see if I can throw a little parlay. So Charlotte's three and a half point favorites. They cover, right? Yeah, I think Florida National, Florida International is very good. And then, are you are you with me on the Arizona State one? Or are you too much? Too much? Uh... I think it's too much. Stanford's riding high over a win, and they might they might have a hangover. I said it on Man versus Line. If you haven't got to listen, go listen. Me and Landon were on doing our picks this week. I think Stanford's going to be real hungover from this game. It's in Tempe. I think I'm going to do Coastal to cover and Houston to cover. I think that's that's going to be my parlay the pick two parlay tonight okay so houston to cover coastal to cover i may do that one i like houston to cover my only fear of coastal to cover is number one is 20 points number two i've already bet the over that just too, picking, too much on that game picking the other team that makes me nervous like or not the other team picking the other like another part of the bet i'm not i'm not a fan of that it's called over betting i do it all the time <laughs> Same. Do it all the time. Uh, some of Saturday's games, I'll, I'll mention the SEC ones, and we'll talk about some other ones like the Red River Rivalry. Say that five times fast. Another noon game, Arkansas and Ole Miss. That's a top 25 matchup. It is in Oxford. They were like, dude, Ole Miss's social media was like tweeting about that game the minute the Alabama game was over. I was like, Tennessee fans would lose their mind. They're like, are you guys ready for a game at Vaught Hemingway? <laughs> like right after the game. That's bold. Yeah. Another noon one, Vanderbilt and Florida in Gainesville. Poor Vandy. God. 3.30 game, Georgia and Auburn. So we like Georgia. We like Georgia to cover. Dude, I if you want my locks, I'll just spat them out right now. Do you, do you want to do them before I – I'll run through these SEC games. Yeah, run through I'm, those real quick, and then we'll and get I, to our, our locks. I'm sure some locks will that, hit on some one big of games them. of the week. That's one of them. Okay. Uh, North Texas and Missouri. Maybe Missouri gets a win this week. We'll see. LSU and Kentucky. I think I'm taking Kentucky to cover. Alabama and Texas A&M. Interesting. Let's hear some locks. I think a few – I think I might have hit two of them in there. What do you got? Yeah, I got Alabama. Um, first half. Oh, that's it. That's it. Okay. First half minus 10. Um, they just destroyed everybody in, in the first half that they played. Um, so I'm going with that. First half, Alabama minus 10 over Texas A&M. And then I got Georgia minus 14 and a half over Auburn. I think it's already up to minus 15 and a half. I just don't think Auburn scores. I kind of agree. Very with that. much on Georgia. Kind of agree with that. I, I liked when you left it at scores. Just yeah, scores. I mean, it was their last three games, ninety-nine to nothing. Yeah, not not great there. Not great. I feel like that that late night game against LSU kind of 
maybe made the line a little different for Auburn. That and it probably being a rivalry game of some sort. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'm going dogs. Okay, I like that. I um, my first lock's obviously the coastal over. Ride it till it die. Actually, just ride it. it doesn't matter what happens. Uh, my next one is Iowa. Right now, I think I got it at minus two and a half. It's <laughs> at minus me. one and a half right now. It's at, now it's at minus one and a half. So that's a good thing about waiting out the week. You can get some better odds sometimes. Sometimes though, you got to play them early. Sometimes I like doing both. So I may put even more money on that game now because um, I obviously like minus one and a half if I like minus two and a half. Um, I've got that one. This one, oh, I didn't mention my third. Uh, Penn State. You thought I was going to say it. No, Iowa to cover. Wait, that's the one I just mentioned. What am I talking about? I was, <laughs> was like, going to say that's the same game. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Um, You're picking both of them to cover, right? God bless. All, both to cover. Somebody wins money. Somebody wins money. This is, these are exciting times. Uh, my next one, this one's the kind of weird one. I was like, that's why I got thrown off track. I feel like this This is kind of my – could both teams got beat. So no one's really suffering a hangover per se. But I've got Ole Miss minus five and a half over Arkansas. That's my that's my next log too. Okay. I, I'm a little weary about it. Like, I, I don't think the two games they played tells a story about those two teams, so you can't really look at those two weeks. So I'm, I'm, I'm blocking out the Georgia and Alabama game for both of them, and I'm, I'm just going based off the rest of history. And I, I still I feel confident in that pick. So. Yeah, and, and let somebody else has to prove to me they can stop Ole Miss besides Alabama. Right. And um, uh, – is Arkansas's quarterback? Can't think of his name right now. He's probably yeah, not going to play this week. Yeah, he's probably not going to play this week, right? Yeah, maybe not. I don't. I don't. I actually don't know. I just took it. Like I just. That's a good line. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I can't remember what season of QB one he was on, but the best QB one so far, uh, Sam Hartman. I've got him and Wake, Wake Forest, Forest, baby, minus six over Syracuse. Was he? He, he was on the um, Tate Martell one, right? And Justin Fields is on that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take Sam Hartman as the best QB one on that that one. He hadn't transferred. That's a start. We'll go Justin Fields because he's transferred less than <laughs> that portal, baby. That portal of love to um, see it. I did. I did throw out some other locks on uh, man versus lines. So if you want to hear more, hop on over there. Get over there. The, those are those are some more. Uh, got into it a little bit more. Um, my very, very last one, I don't, this was, I think I mentioned like last week, two weeks ago, felt real easy. Um, maybe too easy. So I I don't know, like, but was it you, did you take Michigan over Nebraska in the, I didn't take it in man versus line. I think someone else did. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's my next, that's my last lock is Michigan minus three over Nebraska. Yeah. So I, I just don't believe in Michigan yet. Is that unfair? That's not. I think I. I don't believe. I believe more in Michigan than I do Nebraska. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> how do we feel about? Uh, do you have any more locks? That's all I got. Just those four, my locks. Um, how do you feel about Kentucky LSU? I I, I, I took Kentucky. Okay. Uh, it's it's not one of my locks. I took Tennessee, and I also took Michigan State. Um, Five and a half. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. Um, yeah, that that's all my locks. There, there's some other good lines that I, I may consider. Um, haven't done, haven't 
touched them yet per se, but there, there's some other good ones on there. I think I think you I think there's money to be won out there this week for sure, for sure. I like Notre Dame plus one too. I, I know I've I got screwed last week, but I do like Notre Dame plus one over Virginia Tech. They just got their ass whooped. I mean, that's bottom line. Bottom line. I, I haven't taken it yet, but I, I might throw some money on it. What's trending? What's trending? Something's trending. Um, the Notes app is back. That's trending. Nice. Shelly Meyer, did you see her not apology? She was just I like, did. I'm getting off here. Yeah. The worst part about social media is when people announce that they're getting off social media. <laughs> that's the worst part about it. Like, I get it. Like, everyone, no one should be on social media. I hate, that's the thing I hate most about myself. But we did. You, if you are strong enough to get off of it, great for you. But you don't need to announce it. Yeah. Also, I won't. I won't take you serious. Like I don't think you're really going to do it unless you fully delete the account. No, she's still. She kept it. Now I don't know if it's downloaded on her phone, but her account's still up. She didn't delete it. Also, the the whole. I don't know. We all make mistakes. We are all sinners. If you think you aren't, then cast the first stone. I'm like. First off, most people are making fun of your husband for openly sticking his finger up a girl's butthole. That is something I've never done in public. So if I can cast a stone on that one, I'm all in. <laughs> you never goose somebody in public? Okay, not a girl. Yeah, not a co-ed. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah, that's just a weird... Whatever. See ya. <laughs> Also, like, if you delete your account, can be other people? I guess they could still see your tweets. Not, not if you delete your account. Like, if you delete your account, your account's gone. She just oh, okay. deleted the app. I guess. Why didn't she just delete her account? That's what, like, that's what I'm saying. She's not serious about if it. If you don't delete your account, you have the intentions to come back. Boom. Correct. So you, there's the first stone, Miss <laughs> Meyer. Um, my next was trending. Chris Walker. He looks Chris, like he could go out there and like he's our Zeb. I was like, well, I, I just, I, I was like, who? I texted you. I was like, who is that? That's a grown man for sure. Like <laughs> yeah. an actually, actual grown man. Well, dude, like I was looking at the pictures and I was like, this guy has like a full mustache. Like, I mean, there's people on the team with a full mustache, but I was like, and he's bald. <laughs> yeah. He looks like somebody that he has a grown man. He has grown man facial hair. Like you right, can tell yeah. it's a grown man. Yeah, like it's curl getting some he's got some gray in it. And I'm just like, who the hell? Uh um, have we not thrown the ball to this guy? Yeah. So I mean he looks like he could go out there and and get a couple sacks. Oh, for sure. That's all I got for what's trending. I got one stupidity too. That's all I got because not a lot of stupid this week. It, it's been nice. Oh, good. Tennessee's that been riding good. high. So uh you know, other than the people that are just mad that they're wearing black jerseys, I mean. Right. But I'd have – we'd be here all night just reading those off, so. <laughs> and that's my next what's trending is the um, traditions. I feel like once every couple of years people start to learn about A&M's weird-ass traditions and make fun of it for, like, 48 hours. I think we're going on, like, 72 hours now, and the jokes are getting funnier. But did you see the A&M yell – what's it called? The They do their – Midnight yell, I think, the Friday night before the game, and they had that guy talking, mm-hmm. the yell leader. You, you saw yeah. the video? Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Um, so 
Very weird. Very weird. But I love that people – that's a tradition that needs to die. For example, there are traditions that are okay to die. That's one that needs to go. If you haven't – also, I was so mesmerized. I feel like I didn't watch the A&M game. I just looked at them the whole time. Like, what the hell are you doing when I was there? It was very weird. I was uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, you said – yeah, very cringe. You said you had some stupidities? Yeah, do you have any more what's trending? That's it for what's trending. That's all okay. I got. Stupidity, I got one, and it's our guy balls picks. Oh, I'm glad that's in here. We are re officially renaming the award. I have not talked to Landon about this. This award, we're gonna do one per week for now, and then me, you, and Joe will vote on it at the end, or maybe let Joe vote on it. The Vols Pick Stupidity of the Week Award. Okay. That's the new name. Cool. Yeah, so uh Tennessee obviously released their uh, unveiled their black uniforms and um, he tweeted Tennessee trying to look like UCF. I don't know how he got that. Hypel never wears an orange shirt. Just saying. Um, I look like this. It was so great because I was like, got to go to the comments. Got to see what people were saying. It's just a billion comments of people tweeting pictures of Josh Hypel in an orange shirt. Well, that's like, like even if you're like, I've never seen him wear orange. Do you legitimately believe the head football coach of Tennessee hasn't worn orange? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Very stupid tweet. We're trying to look like UCF, though. Well, because I mean, yeah, we who were, doesn't want to look? Who doesn't want to look like a national champion? Yeah, I mean, next we're, we're bringing out gold uniforms. Love it. I'm down. Let's get it. I'm down. Uh, I don't have a stupidity. Tennessee Lady Vols are about to kick off against uh, Florida tonight. So if you can get down to uh, Regal Soccer Stadium, go cheer them on. Wear your black if you want. Wear whatever you want. I don't care. Um, and South Oil about to take on Central. Yep. About to head there in a second. It looks like it's pouring down rain right now. Oh, is so. it? Are you wearing your Al Wilson jersey? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you should. You should. Honor the man. Guys, it's been fun. I know it's been short this time. We will see you back, I believe, on Sunday. Both of us are traveling. We will do what we can to make it work. Regardless, we will cheer on a victory. Go Vols. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Uh, get our bets this week. Hop over to Man versus Lime for even more picks. We go over just about every college football game there um, with Dylan and Mal, so it was fun. We appreciate them having us on. See you guys next time. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Dark mode activated. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.